0: Today's episode of Throne Room Breakdown is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started. With a free stock by going to throne room.robinhood.com. That's throne room.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co/slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield On uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robin Hood Financial is not a bank. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast, they have three-point shooting, they're young, they're versatile, and that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played.
1: You know, this team is on the rise, the city's on the rise, oh, that's that's exciting, you know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network.
0: Hello everybody, this is Jason Jones.
1: This is Kenny Carraway and we're uh, here on the... Super Bowl preview podcast here. Um, no, well, you know, like we're getting Kevin, ready for the Super Bowl. You know. We have
0: time before we can worry about the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> no need to worry about that right now.
1: Well, you know, we could. I mean, I, my plan was to just have two weeks of a podcast about the Super Bowl. We'll put about five minutes of the Kings into each podcast to make sure we fulfill all our obligations. But I mean, there's only one thing that matters out here.
0: I mean, ideally I wouldn't mind that just because the way the Kings have looked, <laughs> I don't really have much to say about them, but the fact that I must live in Northern California with obnoxious Niner fans. <laughs> you know i'm going i'm going to the gym everyone's wearing niner gear all of a sudden that i didn't see yeah. for the last four all of a sudden they've been breaking out their niner jerseys and hey man come on now they've been there got, they've got been these, there you got these low life quote-unquote former raider fans <laughs> talking about they're leaving low so i gotta life. go with you gotta be with the local team no you don't i, I really people hate talking i ab- always hated yeah that. Uh, people it's, talking it's about in california I li- yeah. Please, people, who, yeah, people who move here talking about I'm not from here, but I have to, you do not have to root for the local team. No, you don't. If you're from Texas, be a Cowboys fan. I don't care. Yeah. No, you don't have to root for the Niners anything that I, I you know, I know Eric Armstead's family, you know, and this is not a, I'm like Stephen A with the Cowboys. I'm not against Cal, the Niner players. Their coaches, I know. Their I know people. Th- I'm not against them. I am against their. But fans. we
1: are against them thugs.
0: I am against their <laughs> fans. I to be clear, I have no issue. You know the way the Niners play. I actually love. I love physical football. I love running the ball deep. I love all that stuff. But I am against Niner fan.
1: One thing that I um I realized in my time, just living in different places and dealing with different people, kind of think all fans are the same. Because I feel that way about a bunch of different fan bases. And then, you know, I sit back and I'm like, well, I'm sure somebody thinks that about Niner fans or Giants fans when they were winning and all this other stuff. And I come to the conclusion. So, like, it happens a lot when people are like, oh, my God. I say it. Oh, my gosh. King's Twitter is the worst. When in actuality, probably everybody's Twitter is pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just sports fandom and what is this? 2020. You know what I mean? So, this is what it is. You gotta love us, though, Jason. You gotta love us right now, baby. Quest for six. We haven't brought that into to play this year, so I don't know if we're gonna bring that slogan back. But you know, we got options. You know what I mean? But you gotta let it, you gotta let it, the the Niners fans, baby. Quest for six is back have to. on, man.
0: No, y'all need. You, like I said you need to make up your mind. Are you the Niner Empire, the quest for six? And my God, this bang bang Niner—that's got to be the worst thing ever.
1: Bang bang Niner gang.
0: That is got to be Niner gang. That, that's got to be the Niner corniest gang. slogan ever. Bang, bang, they should lose to the Chiefs just for walking around. You a grown ass man saying bang bang Niner gang?
1: Bang bang Niner gang.
0: My five year old could. You, you should. You should lose just for walking around saying that. Bang bang Niner gang. <laughs> How corny is that?
1: <laughs> uh, it's almost as corny as going Raiders.
0: Actually, no, that's not corny.
1: That's just lazy. To be honest with you. That's but at really least,
0: lazy. at least it makes sense. Bang, bang, Niner game, whatever.
1: Gotta love us. Gotta love. Put me, well,
0: put me, in, put me in a tough spot. You know, I don't want to root for either team. But I know that's what I'm into. But, us, so but er, 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 Eric B. Enemy is my frat brother. He's a Q. I'm gonna roll with Eric B. Enemy.
1: William Floyd is your frat brother. He's a former Niner. You gonna turn your back but on him?
0: William Floyd's not playing.
1: Well, neither is Eric B. Enemy. Well, I he's, mean, he's on he's off at the coordinator. He's coaching, but I'm just saying. He's I'm off at the saying, coordinator. Bro. I'm
0: just and saying. And I know there's the, I know the the, the uh, chaplain for the Niners is a queue, but bro, he probably got a ring already. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna roll with Eric Bieniemy because my man should have a head coaching job and. Somehow I'm not gonna go into it. But he gets no credit for what they do, but somehow you know I mean? Matt Matt Nagy did, and Doug Pete. All of a sudden, you know, they Matt got Nagy's credit. So weak too, Matt,
1: Matt Nagy's Weak, bro. I'm telling you, he weak.
0: Yeah, yeah. But speaking right. of weak, we can jump into these Kings. And Damn, bro.
1: Damn, that's a mean transition.
0: I'm just saying that was a weak finish <laughs> in Miami. I I don't. I, I'm saying it right now. I don't care what the two minute report says. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not I don't even care looking what it at says. the two minute report. I don't right? care
1: because it How don't are matter. You? You up six
0: with a minute to 22, and you just give up threes. I don't care about the two-minute report. You deserve to lose. I agree. Talking about, about, you know, we didn't deserve to win type thing. No, you deserve to lose last night. What are you doing?
1: It's it's almost like um, a couple times down the stretch, it's almost like they hadn't even watched the Heat play basketball this year. Duncan Robinson, it feels like he's shooting... (laughs) 95% 95% from 3 and, and somehow he's getting wide or no wide it's open like three point looks.
0: You're up 3. Why are you getting sucked in on the penetration mm. and leaving a shooter? Mm. Why? Why? Yeah. You know, I know they're going to say, "Well, maybe Bam pushed off." I don't care. I am not even a Kings fan and I'm frustrated for Kings fans. I'm like, I, know, don't, and, I don't I don't I don't understand what's going on with them on, you know, whether it be coaching, the player, you know, coaching players whatever it is. There's something it's something not right with them.
1: There's some things that, yeah, okay, the coaching. I, I, I guess you could put it on him because it's their job to, to reiterate things or something like that. But you know, I, I had it out last night with a bunch of people on Twitter about Marvin Bagley defending that that last play in regulation, and it wasn't necessarily, uh, I guess it was a blame of Marvin Bagley, but he was he did something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like he's guarding the inbounds pass and. His, his defense is going more towards back towards half court. And it's like, no, you can't do that. You have to cut off that passing lane for a lob to the basket. And it's, Jason, a lot of it is elementary. But yeah. I, at the same time, people are like, well, isn't it the coach's job for them to, to teach him that? Like I said on Twitter, honestly, unless that comes up, unless that situation comes up, it's something that easily goes by the wayside. Like you don't even think about teaching somebody that, unless you get burned, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just something that doesn't, unless it happens to you, you don't go back and be like, oh, well, you gotta, you gotta stand here.
0: It's almost like you have to be as elementary as possible. And I know I've talked to some of the coaches and it's frustrating for them because whether it's we're up three, don't give up a three, or this is the only thing that can hurt us, you know, you're mm-hmm. thinking to yourself, okay, we mentioned it in the huddle. Do I have to really drill into their heads? We're up three, don't give right. up a three. Do I right. have to really, you know, you can't keep calling a timeout to tell them that,
1: right? Yeah. You know, and but, you shouldn't you know, have to tell them that. Like yeah. you're up three, there's there's almost one thing that can beat you right here, and and one in a three point shot, and you know even what I'm like, yeah,
0: and, yeah, and even in that that last inbound pass in regulation. And people are asking, well, why is Bagley defending the ball? Here's why Mar- Marvin. You know, I'm not. I'm not the hooper. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Number one, he's six eleven and he's mm-hmm. athletic. You try. If he gets You. I've seen the scenario numerous times in games. He gets a deflection. The ball goes out of bounds. Now mm-hmm. you're down to a second. So you're nice. you're 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 put. You're putting up basically the odds that he'll make it. He'll make it tough enough to force them to have to take a low percentage shot. Where you, you know, even if, even in that time, even if he, the guy's taking a, you know, a fall away three and you get beat on that, you just say, okay, tip my hat. But you yeah. can't get, you know, but you can't give up a straight pass to the basket. And here's the other thing about that play. You know, I'm going to make people mad when I say this. You know who might have helped in that situation? Trevor, Trevor Ariza. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. A, a guy you can switch with that's a little bit bigger. Right. You know, that's not really, that's, I mean, that's not Corey's fault. They, they ran a great play and... Corey got stuck
1: right and that's the other thing that's getting lost in this I mean coach Poe is no scrub like this is something that people kind of forget too and it's a simple cliche it's a simple saying that a lot of people say all the time when you talk about pro sports those other guys get paid too you know what I'm saying they're not just no uh no goddamn chairs like, you you know, you run plays against in practice or something like that. Those guys are out there trying to win and trying to rack their brains for the best play possible in those type of situations. And Coach Spo, he drew up a, a really good play. There was an mm-hmm. angle that Marvin Bagley gave up and Drogic and, and, and Bam took advantage of it. Good play. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, there's you, things you could have yeah. done, but you kind of tip your hat there in that one and be like, damn, you got me on that one.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason why Spolsters won two championships and Luke Walton is in his fourth year as a coach. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it there's a true. reason why he's, you know, Spol was one of the best in the game. And I know we're at this point, the fan base is conditioned to hate Luke Walton and think everything is Luke's fault, you know, and I'm not absolving Luke, but some of this goes back to the guys, too. I mean, some of this is on them as well. I mean,. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these shouldn't even been in that situation. No, I mean not at you know all. they controlled that entire game for them pretty much. You know when it gets tight out there, you know some guy, you know, and I've had coaches even tell me this too. Sometimes some guys you don't know how bad they are or what they lack in terms of basketball IQ or whatnot until things till, till there's pressure. Mm-hmm. Some guys aren't good under pressure. And to right really now, need it. yeah, right now the Kings don't have a lot of guys who. Have been their best under pressure. I mean, Bealiza has been for some, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. Buddies had moments, but as a collective group, they they have not, you know, shown they could perform under pressure. And that's how you lose fourteen to seventeen.
1: And, and let me, and we keep going back to this play, but it was such a hot button topic when I brought it up last night on Twitter. And I was just trying to reiterate, like, be cutting off that passing lane once again is not. It may seem elementary, and it is to a certain degree, but it's literally not something you think about until you actually get burned about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you never forget it. So, like, for instance, for me, I told the story last night on Twitter about how I remember in, like, 2003 or something like that, I was um, a big Allen Iverson fan. Sixers were in the playoffs. Game five of the semifinals against Detroit, and I think the Sixers were up by one. Allen Iverson's guarding bounce pass, and he – Jumping, distracting, just like Bagley was. The inbounder pump fakes towards the half-court uh, direction. Allen, Allen Iverson jumps hard over there, completely gives up the lane to the baseline and to the basket. Chucky Atkins comes underneath, catches that ball. It's like a 10-foot floater, whatever the case may be. Sixers lose. I had never thought about protecting that side of the basket and making sure, or that side of the court, and making sure everything goes to half-court until that moment. Coach John Thompson or something mentioned it on the broadcast or whatever. At that point, I never forgot that, right? But before Mm -hmm. that, before I had actually gone through it in some respect, whether I was a player, a fan, a coach or something like that, I had never thought about that. I had never been taught that, nothing. And now I never forget it, obviously, because I brought it up yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's literally something that you have to be burned on to either you know – somebody's got to be burned by it, whether it's the coach – you the player or whatever to be like, Oh yeah, in this situation, this is how you're supposed to do that. And then going forward, you probably should never forget it. Like I'll never forget it. Like you talked about the coaches will probably bring that up. You know what I mean? And hopefully Marvin never forgets it. And that's how you learn. This is what you talked about last night on in your tweet. These are the type of things that we were hoping were going on last year, but Mm -hmm. Jaeger was kind of reluctant to put these guys in so they could go. This is literally a growing pain. This is, the, the definition of it almost you know what i mean yeah. learning on the job
0: and as a franchise and as a coach you understand when you're going through these and people say well this is not a young team mm-hmm. but here's the thing your two best players are your, the the guys who you hope will be your two best players are young mm-hmm. and you're going to go through some of these things and marvin hasn't even played 80 nba games yet right. marvin's missed 30 games this season he missed 20 last season and you know and some of the players will joke that you're still a rookie till you play 82 Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marvin ain't played eighty. Marvin ain't played seventy. <laughs>
1: wow. Or Marvin,
0: he might be at seventy now. Like today, he played. He's he. He'll be at eighty-two maybe by the end of the month or by mm. by the break. But you know, even then, it took a year and a half to get there. You know, even on that that offense that foul that he got called with uh, against Myers Leonard, that was a vet move. You know, mm-hmm. Myers Myers got him hooked and sold it. It's a vet yeah. move. Those yeah. are things that Marvin won't fall for in a week. In a month, in a year, but he's got to go through this, and right. no, no player is exempt from this. You know, right. he's got he's got to go through it. He's got to learn. and you gotta learn. You know, you only learn and, by but, being but, out and, there, man. And here's the catch, though. Before we move on, say if Luke had took Marvin out and put Dwayne in that situation, people would be going, "Oh, what's he doing? Why is he putting Deadman in the game to guard the? That should be you. Can't have it both ways, You're right?" you right. know and you and, know, yeah it can't happen both ways the, the thing
1: about that jason is people were really upset that marvin was guarding the ball and they didn't understand it once again if you i'm not i'm not trying to disrespect nobody but i'm just saying if you watch the game not just the kings but you watch other people maneuver you learn where it comes from jason you know as good as anybody else in that late 2000 era 2008 910 whatever phil jackson routinely put who on the ball in those situations. Lamar Odom. Yes. Lamar Odom is what, 6'10"? It didn't matter if it was Andre Miller taking the ball out or whatever. Phil Jackson almost always put – he would do that at the end of halves, at the end of quarters, and put Lamar Odom on the ball like that. Luke Walton got that from Phil Jackson, and it worked like a charm. Like, you would sit there and be like, how is this guard going to inbound this ball over big old long arm Lamar Odom? So because Lamar mm-hmm. knew how to play that, it would usually result in the guy going back towards the half court area you know with the mm-hmm. pass, and that's what that's what Luke was going for, and it it didn't work it, it, they got burned on it because of you know I want to say a technicality, but you know a, a teaching moment so
0: yeah if yeah, if, 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 yeah, it, if Marvin plays that differently, he tips the ball, the ball rolls out of bounds, Luke's a genius It was right. a great call to put right. put, your, put the big man out there on him, so it, it didn't work. You know what? But you know, to me, this team has bigger issues than just that one game. Like I said, they lost fourteen to seventeen. They're tied with Minnesota, for the second worst record in the conference. Just all Oof. bad. They made a trade on. They made the trade just became official this morning. Sending um, yeah. Trevor Ariza. You can't kick him around anymore. <laughs> Caleb Swanigan <laughs> and Winyan and Winyan Gabriel up to um, Portland in exchange for Kent Bazemore. Anthony Tolliver and two two second-round picks. And just my quick take on it, this is not really a – to me, this is a trade to set up something else. You know, Mm. you you open up a roster spot because I think if you're going to trade Dwayne Dedman, there's a good chance you have to take back two players to move his salary. So, Mm. you you know, you free up a spot, Baysmore and Tolliver expiring deals. You free yourself of having to pay Trevor Ariza basically a buyout at the end of the season. So you, you save some money. You're, I don't think you're really a better team. I mean, you're smaller on the perimeter. I don't know what you with Bazemore, and Bazemore was having a bad season up in Portland. You he know? is, and I and I
1: that's odd because um, I've always been a fan of Kim Bazemore. I've always liked what he's brought to the table. He's not a a number two or nothing like that. As, as far as like. Your, your option on a team or something like that. But I have I just always like, ever since his warrior days as well, like what he brings to the table, he really flourished, you know, for a few years out there in Atlanta. And um, like you said, he's having a down year, but this kind of reminds me of, at least personally, how I felt when the Kings traded for Amon Shepherd. I had no idea Amon Shepherd would be as vital to that team as he was like last year, nothing like that. I'm not saying I saw that, but I was very intrigued to see him on the floor. And I remember he didn't play for like that whole second half when he got traded or whatever. He didn't start playing until the beginning of last year, but I was just, I just wanted to see it. Like, I felt like there was something there and I wanted to see it. And I feel this way about Baysmore. I know he hasn't played well this year. I know, you know, we're looking at a guy that scored eight points a game or whatever. And, but I just want to see it. I feel like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I like what he brings to the table, man. And I want to see it on the court with, um, with this team. So I'm interested to see how this plays out.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm going to see what the next move or two is going to be. Cause I just don't think they're done. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the, you, you're, you're breaking up some salaries to kind of be able to get yourself more flexible and then see what you can do from there. But they, this team needs something. Cause I just, I, I was talking to a uh, coach I know from the league and he's, I asked him, know what do you see when you watch the Kings? He says, they don't like, they have any fun half the time. The body language from the sideline and the players doesn't always look good. You know, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we know Justin James looks excited, but, you know, <laughs> he said. And that was the key. He, he said from the coaching staff, the coach and the players. But I think, yeah, I mean, and, you know, you see in frustration. I, think, I mean, it's everywhere just because. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to explain. And I think, well, I mentioned it on the post-82, I think at this point, I wish people would stop talking about, well, what we did last year, what we did last year, what we did last year. Well, mm-hmm. Who cares? No, And I think that that's part of the problem with this team right now. They're stuck on what well, we did. It la- last year, it don't matter now. Mm-mm. Last year doesn't matter. You need to figure out what's wrong with yourself right now. And... You know, maybe some some shakeup will help with that. You know, just a little bit. Maybe, maybe you know the one thing I haven't I haven't watched a lot of Kent Bazemore this season, but the one thing he always has been is energetic. Yeah. And the Kings need a dose of energy from somewhere because I mean, for for a quote unquote team with some so much so much youth, so to speak, they be they're lifeless sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's I agree. no there's no energy to them, and that's been a problem with them for a couple of years. And I call it the post DeMarcus effect. I think the team went so far to the whole, we don't want any, you know, we, we want good character. We want good guys. They took away their to fire. And yeah. the last guy they had with fire was Shump, and they got rid of him.
1: Yeah, That's they're
0: facts. not that they're, they're not an energetic, fiery team. It's like, who's going to get mad? You know, Harry doesn't play enough. He doesn't play enough. And he doesn't play a big enough role in general when he does play to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, it, it may not be fair. It goes back to De'Aaron. You know, and I think you're asking a lot of De'Aaron right now to be all of that, but I don't know what else you do. I really don't.
1: You know, Jason, I was I was thinking about this um, as we are in these streets. You see, throwing room podcasts, throwing room breakdowns in these streets. You hear where we at? You know what I'm saying? We in mm-hmm. these streets, but uh, <laughs> but I, I was. It's funny you say that because I was thinking about this last night. And I'm not ready to pull the trigger on this just yet, but last week we talked about what do we want to see out of the rest of the season. Talked about Fox, talked about Bagley, and I've come to the conclusion that I want to monitor this Buddy Hill situation, and I want to monitor what he does and what he shows the rest of the season because my gut is telling me, and I like Buddy But my gut is telling me that's the problem. Not that he's a problem, like he's a bad player, it's his fault. But for this team and what's going on, I think that's where the problem lies. You can't have a two guard in this particular situation when you're dealing with somebody kind of as slight as frame as De'Aaron Fox that just is not physical, that is a one trick pony and offers no resistance on a defensive end. And that's kind of what goes on with Buddy Hill right now. Like but if Buddy Hill was playing with um I just, I'm just really throwing out a name and this this <laughs> this probably will trigger people, but if he was playing with Lonzo Ball, like a defensive mm-hmm. set him up, you know, bigger type of guy at the point guard position, you could probably get away with what Buddy Hill brings and doesn't bring to the table. But with a guy like De'Aaron Fox, you need a Doug Christie type at at the two guard and mm-hmm. buddy hill is not that and i don't think he's ever going to be that i know you signed him to the contract but i i think i really feel like that's where this thing kind of breaks down because if buddy's not hitting shots you're not getting any resistance from the perimeter on the defensive end and you you're not getting much of anything now buddy played a good game yesterday in miami i liked mm-hmm. the buddy we saw there
0: yeah he you know he facilitated you know yeah, but that's too things, that's too far even, and in between. Even then, even then, he's five. He took 17 threes and he made yeah. five. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, and you know they, you know, Miami threw the zone at him and they just, you know, and the thing was they were still winning the game against the zone. You know, mm-hmm. they just did. You know, they 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 hurt themselves and kind of add to the buddy thing. I mean, this is uh, I was talking to some people about this too. Is there is some kind of wonder, you know, because the way Buddy has like kind of even been vocal in the media is not the same Buddy from the past couple of years. Mm. And you wonder if the fact that the coach, the previous coach, blew up at him and that coach got run out of town, which mm. you know, which tells a player, hey, they got my back. The right. fact that he threw a tantrum through the media and still got his contract. The fact that he threw a tantrum again against his coach. Mm. You know, you know, people are people are wondering did this kid get sign his deal and change? Like, is he mm. the same, you know, because, I mean, cause for, for as, as much as the, the the tension was between he and Yeager, he never publicly disrespected Yeager the way he's disrespected Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, you know, even going to the bench, the whole yelling at, the, you know, blah, blah, you know, having an attitude going to the bench, you know, go to, sit your ass down. You've right. got, you're got you taking out the game. You know, mm. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, and like I, said, it, like I said, and I like Buddy, I I, I I like Buddy a lot, but this is not the same guy we've had the last couple of years it's and not. he's not the same, you know, you know, and he, and the thing is he's being, he's been allowed to do all the things he would have said that, that Jaeger would have never let him do, right. handle the ball, you know, be, you know, do all these things. And at times it's, a, it's been okay, but he's also averaging, a, you know, I think a career high in turnovers. You know, having him make decisions hasn't worked out. Even talking to people it, within the organization, they don't want to make it a dump on Buddy situation. But mm-hmm. there are—it's clear that it, within the organization, people are concerned about Buddy.
1: Right, right, and that—it's—he it's, plays such a vital role to this team and the development of the team. And I, I'm gonna say it again, just like you said it—I like Buddy. I think, I think everybody kind of likes Buddy. He's a pretty good to talk to. He's a, for generally he's a positive guy. Like there's no personal issue there. But one thing that does stick out to me, and, and I'm looking at this now as as a, as a player, competitive side, is how much does does Buddy Heald really believe he needs to get better? I hear a lot of the two times he's really spoken out, has been a deflection of his bad defense and when he was getting booed, he was just like, I'm going to just, I got to do me. I, I got to, I'm going to still do my thing. And I understand that. But I know me personally, like if I'm not playing well, I'm going to sit there and be like, I got to be better. Like I got to, I got to take care of the basketball. I got to shoot better. I need to defend better. There was a, there was a time, I'm going to tell a quick story. In one of my conference tournaments as a junior in college, um, I wasn't the greatest defender I don't think I was like a turnstile, but I wasn't the greatest defender. And it was like an end of game situation in the conference tournament, and coach like did a buddy to me. He took me out for defensive purposes, you know, when we were playing defense, you know, in the last five seconds or something like that. It pissed me off, but it also motivated me to be like, I know why he took me out. I'm gonna make sure that never happens again. That's on me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if Buddy has that mentality, right? Like, I don't know if he says, I know why he's taking me out in these situations. I don't like it. I need to get better. I feel Mm -hmm. like he says, he don't trust me. You know what I'm saying?
0: And and, and, the thing is, I, I, I said it the same thing. I'll say it again. If that's the case, the Kings created this. They created this because when Jaeger undressed him you know, whatever. And you can, we can argue that Jaeger was not right. I don't think the way Jaeger did it was the right way to do it, but I understood his point. His point was run the play. Mm-hmm. You're out there doing what you want to do again. And right. within the organization, the attitude was, why did you yell at him? You shouldn't yell at him. Right. You know, right. and, 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 and that, can, and that can, and the thing is two things can be true. And that's the thing people don't want to admit in, in PC world, 2020, two things can be true. Buddy could have messed up in that situation, and Dave could have also been wrong. And I, the, it, the pendulum kind of swung toward, yeah. Why did you do that? You know, and, and shoot, then Dame Lillard tweeted about us and said, <laughs> you know, and, and Kevin Durant asked, what, what, why is he yelling at you? It's gonna make us look bad for everyone. You know, the free agents are gonna wanna come here if you're yelling at people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and you know, that's why you know that that type of thing. I think in some ways emboldened the emboldened him. Like I'm gonna say what I wanna say now. You know, and, and even, you know, and you know, even with the whole thing with, uh, you know, well, he's, Luke not trusting him and that whole thing and how he kind of is on the sideline. I'll say this. When Luke, when Jesse, Coach Mermis went down to Dallas and was working with you and telling you you were going to run the same type of things that Steph and Clay did and, you know, and they were telling you they were going to let you do more. You weren't hating on him then. Mm hmm. You, you you weren't you weren't hating on him then. I don't want to hear about you know, I, and I definitely don't want to hear any revisionist Dave Yeager talk from anybody because yeah. these are the same people who hated Dave for not starting Marvin, for yelling at Buddy. I don't want to hear no revisionist Dave Yeager talk. You weren't begging him to stay when you blew a twenty five point lead to Brooklyn at home,
1: right? Exactly.
0: So I'm you know we can't go back in the past. We got to live in the present, and you got to fix what's going on now. I mean, it doesn't you know people say, well, why did they fire the coach? That was almost a year ago. It don't matter now.
1: He's going. You're 100 percent right, man. And and like I said, I'm I'm really ha- I'm even hesitant to go all in on, on this thought because I do like Buddy. I want it to work out with Fox, Buddy, Bagley, you know, throw homes or bogey, whoever. I like I I like the potential of that team, but I wanna I'm I really want to monitor it the rest of the season because I just don't know if it's a good fit. I don't know if it's a good fit, especially when you talk about a team you know, that had aspirations of playing better defensively and, and having a better defensive presence than what they had a year ago. And then you come into the season and that's, for the most part, aside from like a 2 weeks run, you know, a two-week span of time, that's been the issue all year mm-hmm. is how they defend. And I'm just a believer that that stuff, the, 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 the defensive presence, people talking about presence inside and rent protector and all this other stuff, no, it starts on the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Straight where the physicality drives. and all that starts is on the perimeter, and just like I said, Fox's build and where he's at right now—that's a lot to ask of him. Like, like we talked about, you know, after the Phoenix game, like Fox had to come in and, de- and guard Devin Booker at the end. That literally should be your two guards' job. Your two guards should be like, all right, it's time to go lock down Devin Booker. Fox shouldn't have to do that, orchestrate the offense, and do everything else. You know what I mean? Like that's. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna monitor, man, and yeah, I hope. The thing is, I yeah. hope Buddy looks at it a little differently than he has. Yeah. and
0: I'm not hating on Buddy. I'm just reporting what I what I know, and I know that people are wonder, hoping that maybe that this new that the new deal and the attention didn't make him a different person. You mm-hmm. know, you know, I just know from what I've seen, he seems different. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it could just be because they're they're losing and they're fr- you know there's frustration. We, I kind of have to watch it all year, but I know, like, say that Orlando game. De'Aaron asked to take fournier he asked mm. for that right. you know so I, I don't worry about De'Aaron at all i think he'll it'll, it'll just come with you know with maturity and time and he's on he's 22 he's not right. 27 he's 22 so yeah. yeah but i guess yeah so i guess our time is getting close to an end i'm going to be headed to detroit and chicago i picked the course two of the coldest you know i i, I miss miami I'm t- i picked the two cold cities
1: you want to wear that triple thick goose? That's that's true. I don't
0: like. even do all that now. I just throw. The, I mean, I'm not even outside. I'm gonna be in the hotel. I'm not. I don't. There's, there's not much I want to see in Detroit in January.
1: It's so cold in, in the deep. deep.
0: Yeah, in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, I I'll walk outside and get my Garrett popcorn. and Go back to the hotel and chill till it's game time. So never been to Chicago.
1: I gotta go. Never been. To I Chicago. like
0: I, I like the city. I mean, if you yeah. Oh, yeah. you said
1: Minnesota. Yeah, I've never been to Chicago though. Yeah. No, you did and, you know, say Chicago, right? You're going to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago, I've never been yet. to Chicago. I've been to Minnesota though. I saw an Outcast concert in in the Target Center. Like one of the greatest experiences of my life.
0: I like Minnesota. Minnesota's an underrated city.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Minnesota. And to um, condition. Shout out to RL. RL. Yeah. Uh, Next, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> you know, big big ups to Lizzo and Prince, obviously, because they doing what they do.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, anything else we get, you you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, uh, I do.
1: I want to wish a, a happy, should I say the number? No, I'm not going to say the number. Happy birthday to my mom. Happy birthday. Okay. My, today's my mom's birthday. I'm not going to say the birthday. number, but she looks great for age. I'm going to just yeah, say don't She don't looks say great number. if she was like my age. Yeah,
0: but don't say the number unless she, you don't, you don't want to be able to come home. <laughs>
1: Happy birthday, mom. She's she's a, a a roommate. That's what we call her. Throwing okay. people. She's a roommate. So, okay. Yeah. Big ups to her. And uh, I just also want to say, Jason.
0: <laughs> feels great, baby. What does? Niners.
1: Come on, that's oh. the Niners slogan in twenty nineteen. Jimmy yeah, I, G. Feels oh, great, baby. Pick a, pick a slogan. Feels great, baby. Or were the hot boys too? I mean, we do. We everywhere. Oh, you can't. Like
0: you can't be the hot boys. No, you can't. No, you cannot. No, be the no. Hot actually,
1: boys. we can because you know who co-signed no. that. No. You know who co-signed that? Juvie co-signed that. He sent the video to Quan Alexander and co-signed, yeah, y'all the hot boys, I see you doing your thing. So Lil it's Wayne official. Co- we Lil the Lil hot Wayne boys.
0: Did, Lil Wayne didn't co-sign it. Wayne a Packer Lil fan. Lil Wayne,
1: Lil Wayne a Packer fan, man. We ain't, we ain't listening
0: B, to Wayne, did, did, did BG co-sign it? <laughs> you know, we got to go through the whole roster. J- Juvie can't be the only one. He can't, you know, how he from New Orleans are going, no, he can't do that. No, he can't.
1: Y'all cannot yeah, be the hot boys.
0: He co signed. Y'all, y'all, can, y'all cannot be the it's Hot official. Boys. It's official. Y'all cannot be the Hot Boys. Y'all not the Hot Boys. Y'all it's official, are,
1: baby. We got y'all the Jubilee co Bang,
0: bang, quest go. for six nation or whatever y'all want. Feel,
1: bang, bang, quest for six. Um, hot Boys. Feels great, baby. There you go. You're all cut That's up
0: today. That's too game. much. That's too much. God, <laughs> let, let this game get here soon. I can't, I can't deal with this.
1: I can't deal with this. Oh, man. All right, Jason. When the Kings right. play again? Is it,
0: is it tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, yeah. At Detroit. Another very as i say very winnable and very losable game
1: yes I Derek guess, rose yes, yes. could
0: eat you know you no know, Drummond could Drummond eat. Drummond
1: really could eat blake's yeah. still out right
0: yeah, yeah 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 but i mean does it really matter with this team i mean they saw minnesota without cat and you would have never known that cat wasn't there so i i they can't even look at who's on the other team
1: no look at themselves that's when to happen first
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe they need one of those 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 team meetings or seven of them. Or a fight. Nah, the team gonna fight. going well, to fight on that team. Maybe I think I think, I think I think Deadman would 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 sneak one. Would would, would steal on somebody. But that's
1: unfortunately about it. I, I'm I'm half jokingly like somebody needs to get in somebody's face. I feel like
0: I, I hope someone broke something I, last night in the locker room. I hope someone broke something. I hope so too. Yeah. You know, if not, oh well. But hey, maybe we're just old and we don't know any better. So maybe they, they just went on yeah. Instagram and posted about, you know, how they feel. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So let me get it up out of here. Y'all take care. All
1: right. Take care. And once uh-huh. again it does feel great, baby. Let's go. Oh, whatever. All
0: right. <laughs> whatever. Feels great, baby.